Hey, welcome to Habits for Humans, the podcast that explores what makes people tick and how to program this brain of ours through habits. We're going to explore why sometimes we just can't get off the couch, while in other and other areas and times of our lives, we're just rock stars. If we want to be healthy and happy, what is the secret to programming our brain to maximize our potential? So I'm really excited today our guest I'm Pamela Henry, by the way, and today our guest is Heather Gibson and she is an expert in breeding and raising and training emotional support animals, as well as raising seven children, which is no small feat. We have several giveaways for our listeners so make sure you wait until the end to uh, get those free gifts. Oh. Um, first, a word from our sponsors. This episode of Habits for Humans is brought to you by Card Salad. Card Salad's Eat Well program is like HelloFresh meets Oprah. Get your first week of meal planning done for you. At the end of this podcast, there will be more information. And it's also brought to you by The Success Choice, a company that provides tools to help you filter through the noise of life and establish positive routines to find balance, order, and joy in the journey. So stay tuned for a special discount. So I'm really excited to introduce our guest today. Her name is Heather Gibson, and she is a mother of seven and an advocate of the mental and physical benefits of animals. She is the owner of Big Hearted Breeders and has been breeding, raising, and training emotional support animals for over eight years. She's an adoptive mom of four children with special needs which is amazing so welcome hey, thank you so i'm excited. excited to be on your show thank you so much for coming because i know that it's not easy to take time away from all that you have going on in your life to share some of your expertise with us so tell me a little bit about how you got started in what you're doing because it sounds like it's a big passion I mean, there's passion behind this um, venture um, besides just being a job. So tell me a little bit about how you got started. Well, you know, so many passions in life come to us in roundabout ways, right? Um, I never dreamed that I would be here, uh, but we had a need. Uh, we had adopted, we had adopted all four kids at the time and they were fighting over the dogs we had. We had two dogs. And I decided we needed to look into something else and find some answers. And so I looked into cat breeds and I actually started breeding cats first. And so it was this need of my kids that I could see of needing this affection, this time and attention at a higher level than I could give them. And animals are great because they always love us. You can't do anything wrong with an animal. Yep. Well, hardly anything, you know, <laughs> and so uh, even if you do something wrong, they love you the next second. So it's, it's pretty amazing the love and support that they can offer. And so now I am here several years later and uh, just passionate about helping people know about the benefits of emotional support animals and really advocating for all mental health and reducing the just the pain that comes from that. So, so we, you know, this ep or this particular um, podcast is, you know, we talk a lot about productivity, and I bet emotional support animals 
help people be more productive if they're struggling with anxiety and things like that? How might an emotional support animal help with productivity, do you think? Yeah, so I think people say a lot of the time, I don't have enough time. So Mm -hmm. I hear that commonly. But the truth is, sometimes it's that we don't have enough energy or enough passion. Because I noticed in my life, there's plenty of times at the end of the day where I actually do have open time, but I'm too tired to do anything with it. And so when you have an emotional support animal in your life or some form of release, uh, whether it's an animal or not, that really helps fuel our passion so that we're able to do more with the time that we have. Yeah, I love that, that, and I've heard that energy is really the currency that we're dealing with, not time, right? Because like you say, you could have at the end of the day, four hours to get something done, but you're just emotionally wiped out. And so you spend that four hours just watching, you know, binge watching a show on TV, (laughs) right? Exactly. so yeah, so I, I love that, um, the energy and the passion, which is awesome. So now you have seven children. How do you fit a business with a family? How, how does that work in your day? I feel like crossing my eyes when you ask that just a little <laughs> bit, you know? Um, it's tricky. Um, I've learned to prioritize and I've gone through different stages in life. And I think it's important that any person that's trying to do family in a business or anything like that, that you just have a lot of grace for yourself and realize that there's seasons of greater priority. And so I get up in the morning and one of the things that I do is, well, actually it starts the night before I look at my day. I realize how much time is going to be full with things that I cannot change. I plan in some grace time because it's quite frequent. I get a call from school and one of my kids needs me to run over their gym shoes or their lunch. And um, then I plan reasonably what I think I can get done that day. I like to start with the top three. You know, these are the top three. If I got done today, I could feel good. You know, like I really accomplished something and uh, kind of batch them like that. And I find that I don't get frozen. So if I have a list and I have had a list of 24 things to do, you know, (laughs) you get to the list and you're like, oh my gosh, where do I start? And you kind of freeze a little bit. So I find by batching them in threes, it actually helps me to move much faster. So that's a little hack that works for me. I love that. So it's kind of more chunking a little bit um, in your groups of priority. So you kind of, so what I'm hearing is that you've you've learned to prioritize um, your most important things. And then out of that priority, you kind of bunch and, and chunk some things um, together and and you do your top three so that even if that's all you got done that day you feel like your day was pretty productive is that what I'm hearing yeah and then again there's those days where nothing goes like you planned yeah and uh you just have to breathe breathe deeply I really try to have a gratitude practice at night because mm-hmm. it can kind of shift you know if you're feeling like oh my gosh today went horrible And the truth is most of the time, it really didn't go that bad. Most of the time, it's just, it didn't go the way we planned, but it went the way it needed to. So, yeah. 
And that's a great perspective that sometimes we do get really rigid on what we deem as a successful day, but um, just having that little bit of flexibility of, um, and I loved how you said that you schedule in some grace time, you know, that you're not over scheduling your day, you are anticipating that there's going to be unexpected um, challenges when you have children, um, that's just a part of every day <laughs> yes. is to have those challenges. So one thing that we usually ask is um, one thing that you do to help you manage your stress in your day. What would you say is one thing that you do to help you manage your stress in a day? Well, I'm the animal lady, so I'm definitely going to be talking about animals. Um, holding a cat and letting it purr on me is mm -hmm. so relaxing for me. Or, you know, playing with a puppy, going for a walk with a dog. Um, so that's the way that I really enjoy my life more is savoring those moments a little bit. Cause it's, especially for me where I live that every day, it's easy to kind of just breeze right by it, but mm -hmm. to just savor it a little bit and enjoy it. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I have, um, two cats and they will jump on my lap at night. My husband's not so much a cat lover, but he allows it as long as they're not touching him. <laughs> but I find it relaxing and soothing to also um, pet an animal too. So, so I love that. Funny story. My husband was not a pet lover and not a huge pet lover when we got started either. So I've kind of converted him. He likes them now. And he's seen the benefits, I'm sure. Yeah, he's actually a, a marriage and family therapist. He has a PhD in marriage and family therapy. So mm -hmm. He's really starting to use it more in his practice and uh, doing more things there since since he's kind of been exposed to me and all my animals. So it's a good thing. And with your special needs um, kids, how have the animals helped them? You have just one special needs child. I can't remember. So we've adopted four from foster care um, and all of them have some different special needs, but also my own biological kids. We have a lot of anxiety and depression that runs on my side of the family. Mm -hmm. um, but my kids that we adopted had have severe trauma. Some of them mm -hmm. in particular, one of my daughters uh, was removed by a SWAT team at four. Um, and that was just kind of like that's just a little piece of her trauma history. And so I have noticed that since we got animals, she does a great job at just using them as a resource when I can't be there for her in the moment. So for example, and sometimes she just can't open up to me. There have been times where she's been really mad at me or struggling with something. And she'll tell me, I can't talk to you. I'm going to go talk to the cat or I can't talk to you. I'm going to go talk to the dog or she'll come out of a room and said, I'm feeling better now. I spent some time, you know, with bell and, uh, it's, I, I can't even describe how much it's really brought her in particular out of her shell, but been supportive for all my kids as well as myself. So that's fabulous. That's obvious. So with being a mom and working, um, there's a lot of household responsibilities that come. So do you have some kind of help with the household responsibilities or is it just all a family? Um, everybody just does their part or 
how, how do you handle all the household responsibilities? So any household chores are div divided up between the kids and, and my husband and I. Um, we do have some help that comes in when we have dogs that are, you know, in the litter. We need support with litter. Uh, the, and by litters, I mean puppies. Yeah. Um, so to come in and help us socialize sometimes, depending on where we're at. But the truth is most of it we do ourselves. So. And you just divide it out. So every, just everyone does their fair share. And so the burden's not falling just solely on you or, or one person. Is that what you're saying? Yes. There's a lot of whining and complaining that comes <laughs> with it sometimes. But each of my kids has a chore that they do every day. So for example, um, my 15-year-old cleans the kitchen. It's her job to come in and do the dishes, sweep the floor, mop the floor, take out the garbage. Does that happen every day? No. Does it happen without complaining? Sometimes. Um, but it, I, think it, I think it's really good for them to learn some of that stuff. And we rotate so they don't always have the same one forever. But I, I think it's great for them. Yeah. And, and really it's preparing them to be an adult, you know, it's preparing them to, you know, learn how to cook, how to clean, how to take care of everyday things, which, you know, that's part of your job too, right? Yes. <laughs> and so, you know, they may not appreciate it now, but we did have a, a son that um, when he got his first job and he, you know, was a really hard worker and he actually thanked us for making him have to work because he said, thank you so much for teaching me how to work. <laughs> Cause my adult son now thanks me, but it's been a long time. <laughs> yep, yep. It's one of those things you have to look down the road, right. <laughs> and just keep on keeping on. So you told me a little bit about, um, so tell me a little bit about your morning routine. You did mention that you like to think about three you know, most important things, anything else in your morning routine that has helped you? Yeah, so I could have a short and long morning routine because sometimes we get hijacked. Mm -hmm. um, so my longer morning routine involves reading something that helps uplift me and um, nourishes me, uh, as well as gratitude journaling. So I love to do that morning and evening. It just really sets the tone of the day different for me. Um, and then there's, you know, if I have time, there's a little bit of body movement. So some exercise and, uh, that's about all I get in, to be honest. I'm lucky if I get the exercise. So, yeah, yeah, it's tough. It's nice to have the ideal and things to work towards. Um, and, and I like your flexibility approach of just accept that some days it's not going to happen. Right. And, and be okay with that. <laughs> yeah. But but at least have the intention and, and strive for it. And then evening routine, you do your gratitude, anything else in the evening that you found is helpful to you? Yeah. So definitely looking over the day. Um, so looking backwards, seeing what worked, what didn't work, looking forward the next day, um, making any plans I need to with my husband there for, you know, kids or anything that needs to kind of be worked on there. And then, um, I do like to read again if I have time just as a way to wind down and not be on a screen. Uh, so those are my three go-tos for sure. And then if I have more time, I might do some meditation. I love intentions. I actually have an app on my phone. I'd have to um, look and see, but I, I, it just pops up with 
intentions or um, some people call them, what's another word for that? I don't know. I'm losing the word, but it will come to it's me. It's not affirmations, right? It's just yeah. Affirmation. affirmation or intention. Affirmation. There you mm -hmm. go. Yep. And um, so it rotates them. So I get them all day, but I try and read those like a few of them in the morning and the evening. And that's like my, my minimum. Like if I have no time, it's like, okay, I'll read two of these cards. And um, that's been great. So do you find that um, your morning and evening routines are kind of a form of self-care for you? Um, because I can imagine with, you know, lots of children and animals to take care of and home and all of that, it's probably tough for you to fit in time for yourself. Um, and I have found that right before you go to bed at night and right when you wake up in the morning, at least for me, those are the two times of the day that I have the most control <laughs> over my own schedule. So if something is going to happen, usually uh, for myself, it's usually during those two times because I can get pulled in so many different directions once the day gets going. Um, it, it, what, as far as self-care, is that what you find for yourself or is there some other way that you feel like you get self-care? Well, I wish there were some other ways I got self-care. <laughs> it's kind of a busy time in life. We do, my husband and I do plan an overnight quarterly. So we'll nice. go away. Mm -hmm. We call that our power couple time. So we kind of plan out for the next uh, few months what we want to do. We look, look at several things. Um, it's also a time to regroup and rest. So if you don't count my morning and evening routine, that's probably my next biggest self-care uh, practice that I put into place. Yeah, and that's critical. And what I'm hearing from you too is that you are very intentional. Um, you're intentional about um, scheduling, you know, coming up with your top three priorities, intentional about focusing on gratitude morning and evening and intentional about spending some quality time with your husband, at least quarterly getting away and being able to rest, regroup and build relationship. Is that what I'm hearing? Yes. I mean, you're either intentional or it doesn't happen, at least yeah. in my life. <laughs> yep. And I have found busy people that get things done. They're very intentional. Um, otherwise you just get pulled into other people's schedules or, you know, other, um, there's always other pulls on your time. And if you're not determining and prioritizing those top three things or however many you want to come up with, but you know, three is a really great number. If you're not prioritizing that and, and really scheduling that, um, it's not going to happen. Right. <laughs> yeah. I agree hundred percent. Oh, awesome. So one more question I'm going to ask is um, when you feel like you're in flow, what does that look like for you? What are you doing when you feel like you're in flow when you just kind of lose track of time? Yeah, that's a great question. It's usually when I'm wrapped up in something I'm super passionate about, yeah. you know, it, so it's definitely that zone of genius area where you're mm -hmm. just loving life and moving. Um, so usually it's a project or I guess when I'm training dogs, I'll get in the flow and kind of lose track of time. Um, when else do I do that? I think those are the two biggest signs that I can think of right now. Okay. Awesome. 
Great. Well, that was super helpful. And um, in the show notes, we will have, she has a giveaway. And I know that I personally know people that um, can benefit, either have emotional support animals or feel that they could benefit from emotional support animals. And she has a giveaway of the top five emotional support animals. If you want to um, look for that in sh the show notes, um, there will be a link for that so that you can find out what the best emotional support animals are. Cause you know, I'm animals aren't all created equal in um, purpose, you know, different animals are bred for different things. I'm sure. And um, there are some that obviously work better than others um, for this purpose. So yes. great. Okay, so um, we have our giveaway from our sponsor card salad. So if you go to habitsforhumans.com, you can sign up for a free seven day eat real food challenge. And you get seven days of recipes done for you shopping lists and your meal planning done for you for the week. And our second sponsor, The Success Choice. If you want to start implementing some positive habits right away, The Success Choice Planner and The Success Choice Challenge Workshop are perfect tools. You can save 15% today at thesuccesschoice.com with the coupon code Habits for Humans. And thank you so much for joining us. And thank you, Heather, for joining us and uh, imparting some great words of wisdom that we can all learn from with your busy life and your doing good in your family and helping others. This is Habits for Humans. And remember to check our show notes to get all of your free gifts. And thank you in advance for giving us a positive review. Have a wonderful day.